Welcome to the Mortcast, sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Before I get started on today's Mortcast, I would like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th, and Blake and Wazi in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Uh, they are still in business, folks. I mean, there's been some hardship with the governor's 10 p.m. last call, but you know, quite frankly, Blanchard closed that pretty much that early anyway. Right in the middle of the dairy block, you'll find one of the best places to go in Denver if you just want to enjoy a drink. Socially distanced. Um, they have appointments available, reservations available if you want to come in and space out and just, uh, and what I mean space out is be spaced away from other people and just enjoy some great, great, great wine and some amazing charcuterie. Uh, they are they have Pinot, they have Cabernet, which is my personal favorite. Uh, they have Rieslings with a partnership with a Western Slope wine called Storm Cellars. They got basically everything you need, and it's all in an impeccable service, uh, knowledgeable wait staff, and people who will take care of you, uh, which is really what you want to see. Once again, they are located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Moisee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, I uh, kind of teased today that I was going to talk about... Uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Michael Malone, the two Mikes, um, and we will be doing that. Um, we, it's interesting, the Nuggets are about to start tomorrow, uh, as of this recording, uh, playing the Miami Heat in their first of the eight, what they're calling seeding games, but, you know, basically they're eight games to finish the regular season for financial purposes, so to speak, um, and uh, it basically, I, I would look at the stretch of games that the Nuggets are about to go in as kind of a, uh, let's look at it this way. It's that the, what they are go about to do is to just get right. Um, even though 16 of the 17 available players are in Orlando with Vlatko Chanchar uh, still in the uh, uh, Denver area dealing with an injury. Um, he, since he is there, um, the problem with with the Nuggets have had is that they've been dealing with injuries in Orlando and getting players reacclimated, getting them, you know, in game shape. Um, it's been hard. So I anticipate the Nuggets will take these, this stretch of games, regardless of record and regardless of wins as a, just a stretch to get better and get a, you know, better um, used to the Orlando bubble, used to playing with each other and build some chemistry. It's going to be rough, but that's, I believe that's what the Nuggets are going to do because they have to. Uh, it's just going to be difficult to incorporate that many late players arriving in, in Orlando and the players with injuries. It's just a lot of it's muscle memory. It is what it is. Well, Michael Porter Jr., the titular rookie, even though he missed, he, this is his second year, uh, made some comments on Snapchat, which raised some ire. Um, they were basically, I wouldn't call them denying um, coronavirus and COVID, 
Um, he did make a point to say that it's overblown and that he didn't, uh, didn't plan on taking a vaccine. It very much fits in with basically how he was raised. His family is well-known, very religious and very conservative. Um, and that is part of his upbringing, part of his life view. It is very much part of him. Um, and it was, was well-known long before he ever was drafted by the Nuggets. Um, Michael Porter Jr., you know, I, I disagree with everything he, every, his entire point of view, basically, on his outlook on the, the virus. I mean, he had the virus, and he still doesn't treat it seriously. And I'm going to, that brings me to a point that I think maybe should give people some perspective on athletes. Um, there is a certain level of feeling you're invincible with professional athletes. You kind of have to have that point of view. Um, that point of view is part of what makes them competitive and part of what makes sets them apart from others is that they have an ability to do something that, well, quite frankly, I can couldn't do, but that's no big feat. But they have something, they can do something that very few people on this planet can do. They're supreme athletes who are very skilled at one certain thing. And there's a mentality that you're unaffected. And Michael Porter Jr. Uh, obviously was exposed to COVID and felt nothing. He was asymptomatic. And I think some of that leads some people to not take things seriously, a.k.a. Lou Williams going to the strip club in uh, Atlanta to get some chicken wings, uh, allegedly. And um, it just lends out, it, it just kind of leads people to think the wrong thing. And that was my concern with it. Is that you, you need people to take this seriously and not say, I don't know, be like the Miami Marlins and maybe go to a strip club in mass. You need to take it seriously because this can make you seriously ill. And this can lead other people you expose it to to die. Now, as far as Michael Porter Jr. goes, I'm not going. To, the Nuggets have made a point to not muzzle him, and that is the correct thing to do because you are allowed, regardless of what we may think and what I may think personally. You're allowed to say stuff. You're allowed to express your beliefs, and that is part of that. Now he obviously is not free from the consequences of whatever expressing whatever he believes, but it also gives him the freedom to say it, and I'm, I think he is fully within his rights to say what he wants to say and believe what he wants to believe. That is 100% true, unless it's, unless it's bigoted. Even then, he has the right to say it, and once again, he has the right to... That what happens is that he's in, also entitled to the whatever blowback that comes from it. It's just the, it's just the consequence of free speech. Um, it is concerning to me that he has that point of view. It obviously lends to a uh, a big issue of not taking this seriously. But it is part of the athlete invincibility syndrome. You know, you really don't think that you will be affected by it. And the lack of of getting, feeling that pain, God forbid that anyone does, 
thinks makes them think I I'm okay, so everyone else will be okay. It's overblown, blah blah blah, and not thinking about the 150 or so thousand people in the United States who've got it. And I would hope, and I do know that the Nuggets did speak to him and tried to express their point of view. Whether he listened to that or not, I don't know. But he, they did express to him what they believe on this. And that's all they can do. So going forward, going forward, it's up to Michael Porter Jr. to understand what's happening. Uh, George Carl uh, criticized him on Twitter, and Michael Porter Jr. said, uh, I respect your mute. Um, that's basically where this lies. And I think it puts the Nuggets in a very uncomfortable position. But they've dealt with it as well as they could. It's a distraction, obviously. But they've dealt with it as well as they possibly can, right? And since they now have kind of moved past the news cycle on it, it's up to us to understand when talking to Michael Porter Jr. that he has this point of view. And to understand that maybe as us as a society have to do a better job of either A, educating him, or B, exposing him to more life outside of his circle. And that's the only thing I could say. Outside of that, he is fully within his right to say what he needs to say, and that is where that is going to end. His play on the court has been, that at least that last scrimmage was stellar, and he is by far the Nuggets' best chance to take, at this point, take that next step. He's a dynamic player who really can lift this team to another level. And that's really what the Nuggets are counting on. And none of what Michael Porter Jr. said discounts what he has been able to accomplish as a player. And that excitement level should remain there regardless of what he said. I understand that it's human to think less of someone. But understanding where we are as a society, where we are, and knowing that Michael Porter Jr. has the freedom to say whatever he wants, maybe we can put that aside and address that as it is and then separate the player and understand that he can lift the Nuggets to a place that, quite frankly, they had not been, never been. And that's how good his talent is. Uh, he had 19 points in 18 minutes um, and has shown himself to be a tremendous offensive rebounder in a way that uh, we haven't seen at that position in a very, very, very long time. Very long time. Um, his talent is special, and I really am still, even now, looking forward to seeing what he can do, because it is that kind of talent and that kind of offensive ability that he has that can separate him from what every single other nugget can do. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in these first seeding games starting tomorrow. Before I start on the rest of this podcast, I'd like to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The final 22 teams have made their way to Orlando and are ready to get back out on the court. While the ending of this year's basketball season will be different than the past, there will not be a shortage of excitement. And there will be no better place to get uh, in on that action than with DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. 
To celebrate the return of basketball, Sport DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all users a special odds boost for the first three days of the season. Bet $20 to win $100 on any team of your choosing. That's a pretty damn good uh, uh, deal there. Uh, <laughs> you need to take advantage of that, uh, especially like, look, sports is coming back. Uh, we are have full, fully in the throes of the NBA right now. There's a game going on right now as I record this in Orlando. Um, things are kicking into full swing here. We are past the little bit of the weirdness that was going on with uh, there being no fans and the artificial crowd noise. And we're right now in the fully in the thick of what it means to have NBA season. And I'm kind of looking forward to it. There's been no official positive tests out there in Orlando, unlike the MLB. So you could sit back, enjoy these games, and understand that sports is now underway. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code MHS when you sign up. For a limited time, all users can get a special odds boost to bet $20 to win $100 on the team of your choosing. That's code MHS and boost your odds for $20 to win $100 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You know, going forward into the uh, next phase of this, we need to talk about Michael Malone. Um, And it's been a big topic of discussion, uh, Malone's mood. Um, Long ago, I gave up on doing anything or or reading too much into Michael Malone's uh, swings and roundabouts (laughs) he has during a season. Um, He, and I'll tell you why, right? Um, About five, let's see, four years ago now, uh, the 2016-17 season, Danilo Gallinari was still here. Jameer Nelson was still here. Yusuf uh, was still here. And, and Wilson Chandler. And Michael Malone, after another loss to the Sacramento Kings, he was getting sick of losing to the Kings, um, unloaded on the veterans in a way that was extremely unprofessional. It was just... There was no rhyme or reason to what he was saying. It was, it was The Nuggets were clearly not a good team. And there was a lot of frustration that he was venting. And I could tell it at the time. I mean, he came right out and unloaded on the veterans in a way that I think he immediately regretted. Uh, We all went back in, and of course we talked to Gallo about it in the locker room, and he gave us a very succinct answer about, well, what is he talking about? And ever since that moment, I have separated um, Malone's emotions from the larger points he is trying to make. Um, I have been getting a lot of criticism, excuse me, on this podcast for me, for being overly critical of Michael Malone. Um, And this is not a criticism. This is, uh, this is me separating the emotions of a man from the rest of what he does. And this is really what you got to do. 
Um, Michael Malone, more than any coach I've covered of the three coaches that have been through Denver, well, four if you count Melvin Hunt, uh, he is the one who by far um, is most demonstrative with his emotions. Um, And you kind of, once you learn about the man, you kind of learn to discount these moments of of irritation that he has. Um, Michael Malone's moods mean less than his actions during a game. Um, My criticisms of Michael Malone all are 100% based on his game day coaching and what he does or doesn't do, right? And uh, it's hard to be critical of him right now. And it's hard to be critical of him the last couple of years, right? The Nuggets are, are in a really good stretch of basketball, and for the most part, and it's it's you can't lay any sort of blame for the team's various struggles during these stretches at his feet. It's a team thing. Sometimes he deserves it. Sometimes he doesn't. My criticisms are always based on what I see at the time, but it doesn't alter him as a coach, and neither does watching him swear at the beginning of a uh, Zoom call with reporters, that has nothing to do with anything. And I think people fall into a trap of reading far, far, far too much into Michael Malone's temperament. And that's the media included. We sit there, and it's hard not to be affected by a coach's mood, right? Because they're the ones you see the most, and they're the ones who talk the most. The players, by and large, don't talk as much as Malone does. Uh, He's the guy who sees us the most. And there are many media members who, throughout the entire 10 years I have been covering the Denver Nuggets, um, there have been many many media members who have been greatly affected by a coach's mood and probably read too much into it. Now, George Carl wasn't as... uh, George kind of kept it this level, um, particularly in his last few years as Denver coach. Uh, he was less of a hands-on coach and more of a CEO. Uh, Brian Shaw would get affected by things he saw on the court, <coughs> Kenneth Freed, <coughs> and he, it would come out in frustration, but he wasn't ever demonstratively angry like Michael Malone gets. Uh, Melvin Hunt was always jovial every single time he talked, whether he the Nuggets lost or whether they won. It was he was the same jovial guy. Um, Michael Malone is the one who wears his emotions on his sleeve. You can see it during games, and you can see it post game, and and he just puts it out there. And then a lot of times you can tell that he regrets being so emotional. That is why I just don't. I just don't. I just don't put too much stock in his moods because it doesn't mean anything other than his mood at the time. It doesn't mean anything other than the way he is feeling at that particular moment. Don't read anything into it other than that's what he's feeling. Plus, the man is missing his family. And you can tell, And in, in fact, before they went down to the bubble, we talked to him, and this must have been in June sometime, maybe the beginning of June. And he was talking about how it was difficult, it would be difficult for him to be away from his family. And I do believe that is affecting him. Uh, he's just used to being with his daughters 
And it's just, it makes sense. He's a family man. And you, you want them there. Uh, and in the NBA bubble, it is hard to have them there. And if the Nuggets are successful, they will be away from their families for three months. And that part of it is hard to take in. And faced with the reality of it, I'm sure that it's affecting him a lot. Outside of that particular thing, it doesn't mean anything other than he was emotional at one time. And I think we all need to take a step back from reading too many tea leaves with Michael Malone. He just is who he is. And he's a guy who often will think of something that'll make him emotional. He'll get emotional about it, and then it's done. The good thing about Malone is the thing that also frustrates me is that he lets it go. He, He doesn't hang on to it, but he lets it get to him. Right, so it's it's both a good thing and the bad thing. And it's like he's generally done with it once he gets emotional about it. But at the same time, he lets it he lets it get emotion emotional. Right, so there is that yin and yang of the same thing. But it's like the good thing about Malone is the bad thing about Malone, um, and it, he is who he is, uh, and. I would love to tell him to dial the back to temperature, but not everyone is as uh, emotionally even as I tend to be, all right? And I can't ask him to do what I do. And I'm not a basketball coach. So don't read anything into him swearing at the start of his Zoom call. He is who he is. That is not a reflection of the coach. The coach is what you see on the court and judge him exclusively by what you see on the court. And that is would be my suggestion to you. We will get to a better kind of understanding of where the Nuggets are, speaking of that, very soon. And I'm looking forward to seeing this team in action in real games account. Uh, the three skirmish games were meh, but I'm looking forward to actual games. And we will, we will uh, see what uh, they produce. Before I go, I want to talk to you about a new sponsor of our podcast, uh, Exto Event Center. Uh, please support our friends at Exto Event Center, located in Denver's vibrant Rhino Art District. Exto Event Center can host safe, socially distanced events for 25 to 175 persons outdoors and up to 100 persons indoors. If you are interested in hosting an event for a corporate gathering, fundraiser, client appreciation, birthday or anniversary party, or morale-boosting happy hour, Exto would welcome the opportunity to be part of it. Please visit extoevents.com for more information and book your private event today. Uh, They are really good at socially spacing people. Uh, They have a wonderful outdoor area you can take advantage of. I highly suggest that you you use that. Uh, They've put a lot of work into that, making sure it is safe. And uh, they would certainly appreciate your business if you are in the position for an outdoor gathering. All right. Thank you for joining me on the latest Mortcast, sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'll be talking to you later. Goodbye.